Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans Cape Cod, BirdWatchersGeneralStore.com, and proudly sponsored by Ocean State Bird Club. As you're thinking about all there is to be thankful for this month, don't forget the feathered fascinations that bring us so much pleasure. You'll enjoy the birds even more if you come for a free walk with Ocean State Bird Club. Learn much more about us on Facebook and online at www.oceanstatebirdclub.org. Good morning. Welcome to our show number 755. Just a bit of business from last week's show when... More of our legendarily poor clock management resulted in our not completing our mystery bird contest on air. So we invited listeners to email the answer. Happily, lots of folks replied, including several with the correct ID, which was pretty impressive since we also forgot to give the email address on the air and they had to look it up. But in any case, the first correct reply received was from Mary in Pickett, Wisconsin, correctly identifying last week's mystery bird as the eared grebe. Congratulations, Mary. There's some applause for you there. Well, from our In Case You Missed It department, living legend birder David Sibley, who many say ranks with John James Audubon and Roger Torrey Peterson, among the most important bird illustrators of all time, and who has appeared several times on our humble radio show, was featured on CBS Television's Sunday morning program on November 17th in a six-minute piece about his life and work. The segment shows many of his drawings and also shows him creating some of those drawings and showcases lots of birds in the wilds of western Massachusetts, your David's home. Most definitely worth watching. And in case you did miss it, an easy way to find it is through the post about it on our TalkingBirds.com website. A few weeks ago, we reported the bad news about hundreds of chimney swifts crashing into windows at the NASCAR Hall of Fame building in Charlotte, North Carolina. Well, this morning we have a bit of counterbalancing good news about birds and windows. Northwestern University in Evanston, Illinois, just north of Chicago, reports that their installation of special protective film applied to the windows of the most deadly building on campus for bird collisions has resulted in a significant decline in bird crashes. A spokesman says future campus buildings at Northwestern will incorporate bird-friendly designs from the start. And they say the university is collaborating with other groups to create an ordinance that would require new city buildings in Chicago to have bird-safe windows, just as was successfully done very recently in New York City. Extra, extra, read all about it. Meanwhile, some of the stories and videos extra, right now on our new TalkingBirds.com website, as well as on our Facebook page. A Maine state trooper picks up a slightly injured barred owl on the side of the road and refers to the bird as the subject. Later, they pose for pictures together. We have the details from Maine State Police Headquarters. Birds of a feather flock together, but how do they decide where to go and who says so? That's the question posed by phys.org, P-H-Y-S, and we'll connect you to their answer. 
And in his latest newspaper column, our man Mike O'Connor provides details about the world's most populous wild bird, the red-billed quilia, and recommends changes to the Popeye's menu. Now that is an eclectic column, and you can find it along with those other stories on our TalkingBirds.com website and on our Facebook page right now. That sounds a little bit like last week's mystery bird, but it's not. It's actually this week's mystery bird. And this is a little preview of our mystery bird contest. Coming along a bit later in the show, we have some really super prizes this morning, including the Droll Yankees double suet feeder, a must-have for winter bird feeding. Plus, a download to your iOS device or online access to the LarkWire app, a great app that helps make learning bird sounds a game. And here's another amazing prize that we've just added this week. It's also from our friends at Birds and Beans. It's their exclusive Tom Din Cafe bag designed to help you carry and organize your gear. Prizes on this morning's Mystery Bird Contest later in our program. Here's our conservation salute of the week. It goes to a group of middle school students on the island of Martha's Vineyard, which is just off the coast of Massachusetts who took action against single-use plastic bottles and won the fight. Their group, which they call Plastic Free MV, drafted a bylaw that would ban all non-carbonated, unflavored water, as well as all soft drinks, defined as any beverage containing carbonated water and a sweetener, under 34 ounces. No other town in the country has enacted a plastic bottle ban that includes soda bottles... So this was quite a challenge for a group of young first-time advocates. Well, the first vote took place this spring in the Martha's Vineyard town of West Tisbury, and with more than 300 people in attendance, Plastic Free MV's ordinance passed with overwhelming support. Then two other vineyard towns followed suit, leaving the students and the island to witness history in the making. On May 1st of next year, the sale and distribution of all plastic water and soda bottles under 34 ounces will be officially banned in those three towns, and the group is now working to pass the ban in the rest of the island's six municipalities. So way to go, plastic-free MV. And speaking of single-use plastics, we'd originally planned to have a guest on the show this morning from an organization called Ocean Legacy Foundation to ask them about their work in cleaning up ocean plastic pollution. In preparing for that guest interview, we learned something a bit surprising, that the Ocean Legacy Foundation has partnered with Nestle Waters. That's the bottled water division of the international Nestle Group conglomerate. And they sell water in plastic bottles, including individual single-use plastic bottles. We also learned that Nestle Waters is embroiled in a controversy in northern Florida over their plans to take more than a million gallons of water per day from a source called Ginny Springs, so they can bottle that water. Local environmental groups say that that tributary of the Santa Fe River is in an area where groundwater levels are already far too low. Well, after we learned these facts, we wanted to make questions about Ocean Legacy's partnership with Nestle Waters part of our interview. But Ocean Legacy informed us that they would not address that subject with us, and they said that we should talk to the Nestle Waters Company instead. 
This was also surprising and disappointing, and as a result of those comments, we informed Ocean Legacy Foundation that we would no longer pursue the idea of an interview with them. Well, here's some good conservation news that also demonstrates that Republicans and Democrats can still sometimes work together for a good outcome, at least in the U.S. House. Democratic Congressman Mike Thompson of Montana and Republican Congressman Rob Whitman of Virginia announced this week that their bill, the North American Wetlands Conservation Extension Act, has passed the House and is ready for consideration in the Senate. It authorizes $60 million each year for habitat restoration and conservation projects, with the lands protected offering hunting, fishing, farming, and other economic and recreational opportunities all across the country. So good luck to that bill in the Senate. And here's some more good conservation news. On the clean, green electric vehicle front, Volkswagen has started production of its mass-market ID3 electric car and in the process has begun converting its massive Zwickau factory from gasoline-powered car production to electric car production. VW says it plans to ramp the plant up to produce 100,000 ID3s as soon as next year, and they say the number of electric vehicles built at that Zwickau plant will increase to 330,000 units in 2021. Meanwhile, if you can't decide whether to buy an electric car or, say, a Mustang, well, you could soon be able to do both with one vehicle. Ford has unveiled the Mustang Mach-E, an all-electric performance SUV with styling touches inspired by the iconic Ford Mustang. The company says the vehicle will have up to 300 miles of range on a single charge and will accelerate as fast as a fossil fuel-powered Mustang Shelby GT500. And speaking of 500, a $500 refundable deposit will put you in line to get one. Online reservations are now open. The Mustang Mach-E is expected to be available sometime next year. And many saw the unveiling of the new Tesla Cybertruck. That was kind of weird. We'll talk about that a little bit next week. This is a big week for giving thanks. And we certainly thank our wonderful listeners and especially our Talking Birds ambassadors who are also listeners who have agreed to help us spread the word about our show and about birds and about conservation. And this week, thank you to Susana E. from El Prat de Llobregat, Barcelona, Spain. She talks about a radio program about birds in Spain, and now she has found ours, and she says she's going to listen to all of our podcasts. Thank you, Susanna. There's a, there's a lot of them. And thank you to Chris Wanson from Lowell, Massachusetts, listening on WCAP 930 AM. He says, I've been an avid listener for a few years. I check the podcast when I miss episodes, but my fave Sunday morning pastime is driving around at 930 and tuning in. Thank you so much, Chris. And thank you to Brad Griffith from Centerville, Minnesota. He says, I'm a fan of the Talking Birds radio program. While the schedule doesn't permit me to listen live, I look forward to hearing the podcast each Monday morning on my way to work. Well, thank you, Brad. And I hope you're having a smooth commute if you're listening on your way to work right now. 
Talking Birds listeners, we hope you'll join our Ambassadors family by allowing us to send you some of our little info cards for you to hand out at your convenience to friends and neighbors and fellow birders. To join the family, just visit our website, TalkingBirds.com. Click on the Get Involved button and then choose the Become an Ambassador option. That's it. Still to come on our show today, we'll catch up with Mike O'Connor in our Let's Ask Mike segment on the topic of migration and how it doesn't always go as planned. We'll also present our famous mystery bird contest with those extra special prizes this morning. And up next, can a bird have an underbite? Well, maybe not since birds don't have teeth, but a bird with sort of the avian equivalent of an underbite is today's featured feathered friend, Presented by Birdwatching Magazine. For more than a quarter century, Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. Dr. Finch speaking. Oh, hi, Doc. What seems to be the problem? Oh, boy. You've probably never heard this one before. Well, I'm a bird, you see, and, well, um, my lower mandible is longer than my upper mandible. Hmm, let me see. What kind of bird are you? A black skimmer. Well, that's perfectly normal for your species. It is? Yes. Your beak is fine. But wait till you see your bill. <laughs> that's funny, Doc. <laughs> If you were to view the black skimmer's bill from above or below, you'd see that it's knife-thin. That's what allows it to slice through the water as it flies along, catching small fish as it goes. The black skimmer is active during the day, but more active at dawn and dusk, and its sense of touch allows it to scoop up fish in low light or even darkness. It's a medium to large bird related to gulls and terns with a black back and cap white underparts, long pointed wings, very short red legs, and that long asymmetrical bill is red and black. The black skimmer breeds along the east coast from Massachusetts and New York southward to southern Mexico and sounds like this. The black skimmer, our featured feathered friend here on Talkin' Birds. Welcome again to our show, number 755. Thanks for joining us here on the radio or on podcasting. And don't forget to visit our uh, Talking Birds website because we have a... Well, we've been talking about this, I guess, for a few weeks, so we probably should quit doing that. But it is a really nice uh, website. People like it. We have lots of great stuff on there. That's at TalkingBirds.com. And we should also invite you to visit us uh, on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at talking birds coming up next it's our mystery bird contest in just one minute birds and beans announces its holiday gift box it's the perfect gift for your coffee loving friends 12 12 ounce bags of great tasting birds and beans coffee two bags each of wood thrush breakfast roast american red start light roast scarlet tanager french roast chestnut sided warbler medium roast baltimore oriole french roast decaf and the newest roast king bird espresso all ground and ready to brew or whole bean if you prefer and all for 120 dollars that's a savings of more than 40 dollars shipping still only nine 50 any volume anywhere in the USA. The offer ends soon, so order online now at birdsandbeans.com. 
Treat your friends and family to delicious birds and beans, shade-grown, bird-friendly coffee, and help save birds in their wintering habitat in the process. Don't wait. Order the Holiday Gift Box. 12 12-ounce bags of delicious birds and beans, shade-grown, certified organic, fair trade coffee, now at birdsandbeans.com. That's birdsandbeans.com. Thank you, Mr. Announcer. Well, our Mystery Bird Contest is presented by Red Start Birding. Red Start Birding is your new resource for birding optics, gear, and expertise. Great birding starts at redstartbirding.com. Just a reminder, if you're not hearing our Sunday morning show live, we do it live 9.30 to 10 Eastern Time every Sunday morning. If you've been unable to enter our mystery bird contest uh, on account of you're not listening live, here's a way to do it. Just go to our website. It's that same one. Again, there's that talkingbirds.com and click on the listen button there and see how you can listen to the show live. Pretty easy to do with an internet connection uh, just about any place. And uh, also, if you'd like to listen to any or even all of our past Talking Birds shows, just open the podcast app that's built into your iPhone or the Google Podcast app on your Android phone. Just type Talking Birds into the search bar. Pretty simple to do, and you can subscribe there as well. And that's the sound of our mystery bird. Does sound a little bit like our bird last week, but not a close relative. What is that mystery bird? Tell us at 781-837-4900. 781-837-4900. Here are the clues. Our mystery bird is a strikingly beautiful dabbler. The male sports an iridescent green and purple head and a long crest with a thin white line extending from the bill over the eye to the back of the crest. He's got a white throat with two finger-like projections onto the face and neck and a mostly red bill with matching red eyes. We could go on, but this is only a half-hour show. Our mystery bird nests in trees near water, sometimes directly over water, sometimes over a mile away. Nesting cavities are scarce, natural ones, that is, and the mystery bird readily uses nest boxes, often provided for it. At various times a year, you could find this bird in almost every part of the U.S. Our beautiful prizes this morning include the Droll Yankees Double Suet Feeder with easy-load front-opening design and heavy-gauge wire that holds up. For years of use, it holds two popular-sized suet cakes, or raw suet, and it includes a lifetime warranty against squirrel damage. Plus, we have a 12-ounce bag of delicious, shade-grown, bird-friendly, birds and beans coffee. And also from our friends at Birds and Beans, here's a special bonus prize. It's their exclusive Tom Bin Cafe bag, designed to help you carry and organize your gear. You can wear it cross-body or over the shoulder, and it's perfect for every day and for the field and as the folks at Tom Bin say, Siquid mantica non capit domi relinquendum est. I don't know what that means. Actually, I do. I looked it up here. It's, uh, it means if it doesn't fit in your knapsack, leave it behind. Those are the prizes on our Mystery Bird contest. We urge you to call in as soon as you can for a chance at those beautiful prizes. Remember, a correct answer is not necessarily uh, necessary. If no one gets the correct answer, we'll do a drawing uh, from among all the... Uh, nearly correct answers received. 781-837-4900 is the number to call. Don't wait to call in and give us your definitive answer or your guess. 781-837-4900.
Meanwhile, migration doesn't always go the way it's planned. We'll check it out with Mike O'Connor. Let's ask Mike live right after this. Talking Birds, we're for the birds. And we want to say thanks to another Talking Birds ambassador who's helping to spread the word about birds and conservation. My name is Steve, and I'm calling from Stockholm, Wisconsin. My name is William, and I'm calling from Stockholm, Wisconsin. I first knew that Will would really like Talking Birds because of his love for birds. He loves nature, he loves the outdoors. My favorite place to go birding is Whitefish Point. I found a new bird there every time we've gone. We listen to Talking Birds as a family every Sunday morning. Talking Birds listeners, we hope you'll become a Talking Birds ambassador. Just visit our website, TalkingBirds.com. Click on the contact button and then choose the Become an Ambassador option. We'll send you some info cards to hand out to your friends and neighbors. That's the contact button at TalkingBirds.com. And thanks. We're about to find out that migration can get a little bit weird and kind of go wrong. But one thing we know is Hatful of Potatoes Day never goes wrong. It happened yesterday at the legendary Birdwatchers General Store on Cape Cod. And Mike O'Connor is here with us to tell us about all that stuff and other things, too. Good morning, Mike. Well, good morning, Ray. And we missed you yesterday. I wanted to see you in your famous hat. And uh, I, guess, I guess you were tied up. Yeah, the, couldn't get through the traffic. The, the, I didn't have my my ten gallon ten <laughs> gallon. That's the one I wanted to bring down there because that that holds a lot of uh, a lot of potatoes. Tell us just quickly, because people are going, "What the heck are they talking about?" Head well, our annual giveaway, kind of um, kind of our fun giveaway we do just before Thanksgiving. We give away potatoes for anybody who who wants potatoes for Thanksgiving. And, and our theory is, if they eat enough potatoes, they won't eat any turkeys yeah. and we save millions of turkeys every year by feeding people being filled up with potatoes mm-hmm. the one thing is though you need to have a hat we just don't give them to you you got to have you got to have a hat and yesterday we filled 782 hats of all kinds of shapes and sizes from hard hats to biker hats to hockey helmets to stocking hats and uh, it's a fun day and it was it was nice weather and um, people came in a lot of little kids my my favorite thing is when you give like a three-year-old a hat and the parents are going, go ahead, go up to that stranger. He'll put some potatoes in your hat. It's just like, oh, man. Potatoes in your hat. <laughs> I don't even like potatoes. Come You're on. right, yeah. yeah. Like, candy is bad, but potatoes from a stranger is totally fine. Yeah, I guess so. They can make French fries out of them, so that'll be, that'll be cool. That was a good day. Okay, so uh, migration. Now you're talking about you. You mentioned you you have Orioles year round on Cape Cod. We think of that. Well, as we a, seem to do every year. Yeah. We get a handful of Orioles. In in, in the past, I've had Orioles uh, come to my feeder, and again this year, I'm getting reports of people who who get Orioles at their feeders. Um, and, and migration or unusual birds pop up. In, a, in you know assorted ways. A lot of times storm driven. That's for sure. A bird shows up that shouldn't be here, but it's been pushed along by a storm. But typically, the, those birds spend a few days or a while, get their strength, get their coordinates back, and then they go back to where they're supposed to be. Mm. But sometimes birds get the migration wrong. Migration for small birds is kind of hard wide into them when they're born, and sometimes it's it just gets messed up, just like a computer gets, uh, you know, gets a bad download, and they end up flying sometimes the opposite direction from where they're supposed to be. Birds will migrate, should fly south a thousand miles south, they go a thousand miles north, and then they stay there. 
they're there for the winter. They just don't realize they, you know, they don't have anything to tell them that they they messed up. And here on the Cape, since the birds will fly and then they bump into the Atlantic Ocean, that they just stop and they're here for a while. And we had uh, some customers a couple of years ago who had summer tanagers. Summer tanagers is a southern bird in, in our region. We don't. And and they came up and the bird spent the winter at their feeder and in their neighborhood, and then it disappeared in the summer because it flew back to where we we're supposed to go, and then it flew again back north and spent another winter in, at that feeder because it's got this reverse migration things going on. And it's, you know, there's not much you can do for birds like that, um, but, you know, if you, they come to your feeder, that's fine. And people say, well, we got to save it, we got to fly it back to the Jamaica. <laughs> no, 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 it's just one of those things, and it's part of the... You know, birds like that kind of have to come out of the gene pool as much as I have to say it, but just leave them alone and they'll figure it out. If they don't, they don't pass those bad genes on to other birds, so you don't have a whole bunch of other crazy birds coming into the yard. What if you had a wood stork come to Cape Cod? Oh, that would never happen, would it? Somebody had a wood stork. Four people told me about a wood stork down this, in, in my town, I was, and I told them they were nuts, and it turns out I was not one. We do have a wood stork around here, which is yeah. kind of crazy. Tell them they're nuts. That's a great way to get customers to come to the store. I, would say. I, gave, I gave them a potato and that softened everything up. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Mike. All right. Talk to you next week, Ray. Mike O'Connor at the famous Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans Cape Cod. We're back to the mystery bird contest right after this. Every Wednesday, Birdwatching Magazine sends an e-newsletter full of information of interest to bird watchers, including recent news stories about birds, conservation, and science, photography tips, stories about places to go birding, bird ID tips, and much more. Best of all, the newsletter is free. Sign up today at birdwatchingdaily.com slash newsletter. Are we hearing our mystery bird? Let me try this again. There it is. That's the sound of our mystery bird. A strikingly beautiful dabbler. The male sports an iridescent green and purple head and a long crest with a thin white line extending from the bill over the eye to the back of the crest. Part of the description there. 781-837-4900 is the number. We have uh, John in Pembroke, Massachusetts. Good morning, John. Good morning. Good morning. What do you think, John? Mystery bird? What's the idea? I, uh, I guessed the first one, but now that I heard the full description, hmm. I know I'm totally wrong, but um, uh, by the yakking of it, geez, it, it just... Uh, <laughs> Kind of uh, just messes me up. I, I guess the common flicker. The common but flicker. I, that yakking just messed you up, John. You're right about that. It's just <laughs> <laughs> not the common flicker or, or a northern no, flicker. No, I knew when I heard. I didn't hear the whole description. All right. First well, one, but now that I heard you, I I knew I was wrong. Yeah. Well, you may have been wrong, but you knew you were wrong, so you get some points yeah. for that. Thank you, John. All right. Thank you. All right. What's our mystery bird? 781-837-4900. Marie is with us from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Good morning, Marie. Good morning, Ray. Good morning. We have so much rain around here. How is it in Bethlehem today? Same here. Same deal? <laughs> okay. Yep. A widespread storm, it sounds like. All right. So, uh, Marie, you heard the clues and all that. What do you say our uh, mystery bird is? Um, my guess is a wood duck. A wood duck is your guess, and that is a top quality guess, and then some. Uh, it being the correct answer. Nice. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. Thank you. Uh, we have a little bonus question here. Do you have time for it? Oof. 
I'll try it. Okay. okay. <laughs> I should have said, do you, would, you, would you like to do it? Not only would you have time for it, but you, you're willing to do it. Okay. Well, we talked about electric cars a, a minute ago or a couple of minutes ago. And so we have a question that uh, sort of is, uh, oh. relates to that. As of March, 58, 58.4% of new cars sold in Norway were powered by what? A, a hybrid system. B, electricity. Or C, sardine oil. Those wow. would be your choices um, in Norway. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Marie? Oh, it's a, com- a complete guess. I'll say A. A, a hybrid system. Uh, do we have those trumpets still available? Yeah, I guess we do. There, yeah. <laughs> that is a really good guess. It's not an, not the right one. It's actually electricity. Can you believe okay. that? Nearly 60%. Of cars uh, as of March sold in Norway, electric powered. Anyway, we're big electric car fans around here. You can probably tell. But Marie, you're the winner in our mystery bird contest. If you'll hold on a minute there, Jesse will uh, arrange to get those prizes to you. Did you win a new Cybertruck? Oh, the Cybertruck. No. It's beautiful. Yeah. You think yeah. it's beautiful? You're the only one who <laughs> thinks it's beautiful, but we're going to talk about the Cybertruck a little bit next week. Anyway, thank you, Marie. Okay, I think Marie has already been uh, moved on to the next realm, which is uh, in the other studio there and, and like that. So, well, that means we're out of time for our show this morning. Thanks to our team, Debbie Bleacher, Freya McGregor, Jesse Wilkins, I'm Ray Brown. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you next week. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans Cape Cod, birdwatchersgeneralstore.com, and proudly sponsored by Ocean State Bird Club. As you're thinking about all there is to be thankful for this month, don't forget the feathered fascinations that bring us so much pleasure. You'll enjoy the birds even more if you come for a free walk with Ocean State Bird Club. Learn much more about us on Facebook and online at www.oceanstatebirdclub.org.